0: And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast.
1: Sure.
0: Right on. Thank you for doing this.
1: Sure. Thanks for uh, doing this yourself. Of course. i okay. yeah,
0: I was super excited about your show. Um, I actually had Justin from Antiflag on a couple of months ago, uh, right before the, the virus took over the world. And, uh, of course, you guys were on that tour with them. You were going to be playing in Vancouver. Uh, this was like the end of May, May 29th or something like that
1: yeah Uh,
0: (laughs) how disappointing is that to to stop touring
1: uh it's very disappointing we were having what i think is the best tour of our band's life in europe when uh i would say probably two days before we came home we like and we came home early. We came from like halfway through everything. Um, people just started like reaching out, which like nobody does that normally. I don't like communicate <laughs> normally. So uh, I was like, what's going on? You know, because I mean, we knew what was happening in Europe, but it's a little different. Um, it's like a little bit less sensationalized and fear driven, um, or it could just be that the people that we were with don't access that kind of news but anyway so I was just like what's the big deal everybody it's okay And people were like are you gonna get stuck there I was like okay so everyone at home is freaking out um, and then it turned out you know two days later like hour by hour we just had to come home we didn't know we were going to but um, yeah and then I have a tendency to be pretty hopeful <laughs> about things I was like we might go on that tour with the anti-flag it might just be like a two-week thing you know and then no, we're you not. Know, like I, I even
0: was <laughs> like, you know,
1: maybe, yeah. maybe that show will still
0: happen. It's like, no, yeah. wow, that show's no, not happening.
1: it's not.
0: <laughs> so how how is your camp, um, you know, dealing with uh, and surviving COVID?
1: Um, well, we're surviving. That's really lucky. Um, I think we, I have one friend. Actually, she started our band, um, and she... Her family is, like, getting rocked by this, like, multiple, like, an entire family leg has been, like, died from it. And then, like, more people are getting sick and she just keeps reaching out. Like, and I feel like if I didn't have that friend of mine reaching out to tell me, I could probably, like, continue to sort of deny that it's real or serious, you know? I've talked to some people who are like, I mean, do you know anybody? And I was like, well, yeah. I do, and I think if I didn't, it would be harder for me to believe that this is necessary. You know, we live in a pretty spaced out area. It's not like we live in New York where it's like people are just on top of each other, literally, like, and you have to be super careful and there's no public transit, you know, so um, it's weird that it's happening everywhere and that every place is so different.
0: That's crazy. I think that, uh, you know, in the last week or... Was it no the last twenty four hours or the last no? I think it's the last week. You know, BC's had one case. Wow! And, and I think that it was three thousand cases in Florida in four days.
1: Well, Florida's wild, as we know. Yeah. Um, my housemate just told me that New Zealand is is like they have their last person with it. That they're, they're done.
0: That, that that's officially. They're calling New Zealand a bubble now.
1: It's so rad. Like
0: how crazy is that? That, like they are now having shows. Of course, I'm not going to let anybody into their country, but yeah. they're having shows. They're hugging people that they love.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I hope we can do that. <laughs> I,
0: I hope so too. And of course now it's turning to protests. Oh yeah. to A ton of riots. M- meanwhile, of course, amid the, the virus is still going strong.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think I'll be honest. I think the protests and riots kind of shook everybody out of this, like, I'm going to stay home forever kind of thing, you know, because that's kind of what it started to look like and feel like. And, you know, um, so I think that's good on a number of levels. It's good that people are doing that. It's good that everybody everywhere is like, hey, this is a fucked up system. Um, and we all have to say that it's fucked up, not just the people that are being murdered by this. Um, so it's funny, you know, I think my brother was joking. He was like, did you see this? They found all these mummies. Like one more thing, like dig up a bunch of fucking mummies in 2020 and bring this scourge on. And I was like, I know you're joking, but like, I know a lot of people are thinking like that. Like this year is just we're being punished by God or whoever, you know what I mean? But it's like, we're not. It's just, these things have to change. We have to know that we're an ecosystem. I think people kind of distance themselves because it's convenient from the environment and from being an animal. And then when something like a virus wreaks havoc on this species, it's like so outrageous and insulting. And like, how dare you tell me not to go to Walmart and church, you know? Totally. So. I don't know
0: and meanwhile, your band bad cop Bad cop
1: putting out
0: a, a new record called the ride yes is this weird do you are you guys thinking like is this an odd time to release a new album
1: um it is an odd time um and we it's an odd time to be a band that's active, you know because everyone's inactive right now um but it's like the kids graduating high school you know or like if you everybody's on pause you know i've got friends who were finishing like mfa programs in art and you like spend 3 years making a body of work and writing about it and then you show it to the world for like a week and write like you know a gigantic paper about it and like they were all locked out of their studios like very suddenly so they lost all of that. And you know what I mean? Like I think we've, it's, it's, it's shocking and it's hard. And I don't know anybody that hasn't been affected in like a really like surprising way. You know, I know at first I was like, no, 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 we should just, we will be fine. We'll keep going. And then like things kind of kept rolling forward and we had to like, well, we have to cancel this and this and this and also this and be prepared to cancel this and this. You know what I mean? And I was like, at first I was like, pff, pff, you know, and, and I was like mad, but it's like, who are you going to be mad at? Like, you don't want people to be unsafe. Like, just let it go. Try to stay alive, you know?
0: And was there talk of maybe putting, and I know that you guys were working with Fat Mike, who has been a guest maybe about a, a half a year back. He was a guest as well. And I know you've been working with him in like 2018, 2019. Was there talk of maybe pushing back the new Bad Cop, Bad Cop record?
1: There was at the very beginning, you know, when when everybody except for people like yourself doing podcasts didn't know what the fuck to do, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it, which, by the way, congratulations on like the survival medium. <laughs> yeah. well, um, I did tw- I
0: did twenty years of radio, and when they showed me the door, I was like, you know what, fuck you guys. Then I'm just gonna take thing. my followers. Yeah. I'm gonna take all the people that know me. I'm gonna get my own sponsors and see you later.
1: Yeah, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, that's good. Um, yeah. Anytime, you know, we're adaptable, things change and doorways move and close and other things open up and like, you just have to like be fluid. I think, um, we did, they did, the label was like, do you want up? we think we should push this. And we were like, No, you know people can listen from home you don't need to come you know and then when we can tour again they can They'll just be excited and they'll know the words and they won't like hate the new songs because they don't know them you know (laughs)
0: that's (laughs) a great way of looking at it that's
1: awesome
0: yeah i would love to go back jenny before you were in any bands at all oh i want to go back to the beginning and what is the music being played in your house as a kid what are the bands your parents are playing a ton?
1: Okay. My mom loves Motown. Um, so that was like, like, that's like all she wants to listen to. And my dad was really into like ELO and um, like, you know, like pretty good seventies, eighties rock. And then like, I don't think anybody escaped hollow Oats at that point. Um <laughs> I was born in 82. You know what I mean? Like if you. Right. That's what there is. Not a lot of like pop stuff, um, which is like a detriment to me in any kind of pub trivia situation. But otherwise I don't really mind missing that. Um, So yeah, like a lot of rock stuff. And then I think the Motown and oldies, like we, I grew up in Michigan a lot of my youth. And so like the, all these stations all around the world play different things. Um, which is like one of my favorite things about traveling is like, what do you play? I don't know. My, my parents weren't like big audiophiles or anything. Um, interesting. Yeah. They, I mean, they're like, they're so nice and they're super supportive, but I think this was not like, I'm not like Stacy, like whose dad is a fucking musician. And it was like, he's just waiting for her to give a shit. Right, right. And right. tell her everything. You know what I mean? Like, so um I do have, like, a lot of my dad's records because, like, he doesn't have a record player anymore. And every time I go home, I'm like, oh, I'll just take these two. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Well, you is, don't
0: need those. You don't even have a record player. Yeah,
1: anymore. yeah. No. And he's like, oh, you like Jackson Brown? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and
0: so growing up in Michigan, then it must have been a lot of, uh, like, Bob Seeger must have been pretty big. Oh, ago.
1: my God. Yeah. Yeah
0: from Detroit, isn't he? Is he not? I think
1: he is. Yeah. There's like, um, there's always like uh. you see like a nice cool house and somebody in town is like, yeah, somebody from Bob Seger's band lives there. And it's like, I don't know if that's true. (laughs)
0: Sounds good.
1: Let's say it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And and what was the first concert that you went to?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh, I remember going to like little shows at this place called Pharaoh's golden cup, which was like a, coffee house in a strip mall in like Westland or something Mm. um I don't remember what came first my brother and I both kind of like got a hold of those like comps which is I think was like pre-internet that's how kids got music because they were cheap and that's why people my age like fat records and um so we I know we we went to see like Good Riddance was probably the first like touring band we saw there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I remember a friend of mine for his birthday, Eric Holiday, um, wanted to go see the Mighty Mighty Bostones and I was like, okay, so like we right. went and Swingin' Utters opened, and I was like, this band is fucking amazing, <laughs> like cool. so yeah, that was the first record I bought with my money was like the it's a, a juvenile product of the working class. Just, just kind of funny. I know it's not like a, some people have like the very romantic and articulate and like well researched like it was this, but it's like I don't really have that. That's no. okay. Other no. things have been romantic in my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's get to the to the record. It's called the ride. Yes. Are they getting easier to make?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> You're like, dude. I wish.
1: <laughs> yeah. This one was totally different to make, which was kind of what we wanted to do. Like we, so we had in the past, we'd done everything that we've like put out into the world, even like a self-titled EP with our friend Davey Warsop from Sharpshock. Shock. Um, he's in Beat Union and uh, Suedehead. I don't know if you know him, but he's great. Mm. Um, he's a friend of mine. We worked at Hurley together and there was a recording studio. And then he was like, I do you have a band? Do you want to like come in and actually like, he really helped us kind of focus on harmonies and like a little more pop structure. Like I was doing things that were like kind of discordant and like made me happy. But he was like, can I just suggest that you guys sing really good and maybe we should focus on that. And i was like, okay. Um, Kind of changed the band. Um, So from there we did Boss Lady and Not Sorry and Warriors with Davey. Mike got involved on Warriors a lot more which is good i think it's a better album um and then this record we tracked a couple demos with davy but um we showed him to mike and he was like what else do you have you know <laughs> like <laughs> it's so, it's so yeah. good
0: to have those people though isn't it like in, yeah they're like you, you
1: can know, do more yeah good enough
0: guys what are you kidding me come on
1: yeah which you know after we were like this it was like okay what else do we have you know so Got then it. um we worked with um, Johnny Carey from Old Man Markley. Um We were at Johnny's house just recording everything. And, and he was awesome. He's like a really good kind of incubator. Like, because he doesn't say no. He just, like, will help you kind of, like, feed and foster these, like, maybe beginnings of songs and maybe already kind of done songs and, like, just kind of asks like what could we do and like what where could this go and what if we did this and like just a really healthy creative open mind kind of kind
0: of steer you where it should go or where it would sound best
1: go you know yeah Yeah. and then mike comes in and is like no yes (laughs) no this no you know so sure uh but we they are so busy because johnny and mike do everything together johnny's in the decomposers with mike and yotam and um so they're very busy a lot of irons in the fire working on multiple records working on their own stuff and um they were touring we were touring so it was like anytime anybody was home at the same time even if it wasn't all members it was like get up there get some shit done you know which was i think it was annoying a little bit some of the people in the band were like when is this going to be done you know what i mean and like getting upset and it's like we When it's done, you
0: know, like
1: we're not working on a timeline here. We're just, (laughs) so, um, and there was like a little bit of stress there because I think for a while people wanted it to be out at a certain date. And it's like, to me, just even remembering that that was like a stress is so funny. It's like, what the fuck does it matter? What date it is? Or, you know, like, so, We've just really learned to let go of things, which I think is a good thing to come out of this whole global situation is like, you can't control everything. You can't have everything right now for super cheap, you know, that just doesn't work that way. It was, a, yeah. it was an illusion.
0: I think one of the best things to come out of, uh, what we've been going through for the last little while is just, um, you know, slow down and, and yeah. take, you know, stock of your friends and your family and. Yeah. You know, because life before the virus was very like. Oh yeah. Oh, slow down. Okay, I do have a seven-year-old. I do have a ten-year-old. I should probably give them more love than I do. Should probably love my wife more than I love my wife. You know, (laughs) all those good things to come out of something so shitty.
1: Yeah, because that's what counts. You know, when you're old, you're not going to be like, yeah, there was that meeting I went to on a Tuesday. Like you. So good. (laughs)
0: so good so good that fucking meeting was awesome you know jenny there's one line i want to read you in the from the press release that i that i really liked it says uh love is a more powerful truth than anger certainly i listened to the record a couple times today and it certainly felt like not all of the songs but it felt like like a good portion almost half maybe had that underlying message was that something that you guys were like aware of when you're writing there or did it just kind of happen
1: um well um stacy and i talk a lot about ideas and um kind of share reading and stuff like that um and feelings and you know like stacy went through breast cancer when we were making this record which is so crazy you know
0: that's where breastless comes from
1: yes you know and this was like our wonderful agent brian from nightbirds reached out at a certain and he was like hey should i be booking all this stuff i mean is stacy supposed to be taking it easy like i don't wanna and i was like she's got her foot on the gas here you know what i mean like We are letting Stacy tell us what is too much, you know, and she just wanted to do everything, which is amazing because, and she was kind of thinking like, this could be it. You know, I don't want to, she said some things that were really serious and scary. Like, you know, she was like, I'm writing songs like I've never written before. And please, if something happens, just make sure they get out. And I was like, okay, we will. But like, please don't say this to me again. Like, you know, which is, like, cowardly of me to be, like, you keep your fear to yourself. But, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, Scary. I'm so glad she's, yeah. So like, it was just just really kind of perspective. And however people can gain that perspective is, like, important. And, you know, for me, singing all the songs on Warriors and, and, and other songs, like, you know, for a couple of years there, it was, like, every night I would be saying something, singing words that were like from a place of anger or like resentment, you know what i mean and it's like i don't live there and to like go back there in front of hundreds of people all the time was like i'm like give this this prayer is like a lie i don't believe in it you know what i mean so i just wanted to like write from where i feel is a better place now that i'm there and you know Lynn's songs, I think, are out of, like, a desperation to, like, communicate the dire need for compassion. And, um, you know, so I think there is anger involved in that. But, like, at the same time, you know, as a group, we've all kind of learned that, like, we need to calm down and be more compassionate with each other. And, like, our dynamic has gotten a little healthier. So there's, there's kind of no way we could have written, like, a very angry record this time. You know, there was too much reality and growth happening.
0: Right, and it, it's tricky for you when you don't like you say you're not if you're not living in that, it's hard for you to sing those lyrics.
1: Yeah, I just want to give a disclaimer every time. Plus like all the songs that I sing that are like that people know are like just by where I was when I wrote them, they all happen to be kind of negative and angry and I was just like wow. Yeah. I don't believe in this. I want to say I'm sorry every time I sing asshole. I never want to play that song again. You know, it's like, I'm sorry. I'm happy for you both. You know, it's like,
0: yeah. yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's so... and, and when is the ride out? Is it the 19th?
1: It is. Yeah. It's Just coming up soon. And... We're
0: like two, we're, to, we're, to, we're 10 days away.
1: Ah! I know. It's so crazy. It's gonna be a crazy 10 days, even though I can't go anywhere. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: that's going to be awesome. Yeah. I would love to get uh, a little bit past, um, you know the music and and what you're known for, okay, of course, as soon as I mentioned that you were going to be a guest, I got a bunch of bad cop, bad cop fan questions. Oh, cool. What are you currently binge watching?
1: Don't laugh, but uh Bob Ross <laughs>
0: nice. happy little cloud.
1: <laughs> He's amazing. He's so
0: good, like he I remember as a little kid watching him thinking like art is easy.
1: Oh my God. Because a head master too it's like just, yeah. Um, yeah, I love that at first, I was like, this is just like mellow, and I can kind of chill out, but I feel like I do kind of learn things from him, not that I have ever actually painted along with him, but like just seeing what he's doing, and like he just keeps it loose, and like it's meditative painting, totally, and I think that would be. Like, if there was a Jumbotron that I had control of, I would probably put that on, you know, for most people. Like, everybody just take a minute and appreciate this. Um, I I love the Midnight Gospel. I, like, am so blown away by the timing of that landing, being very helpful. And I love cartoons and animation. I should say animation because I feel like I don't really love anything that's a cartoon, but it's, like, the art is unbelievable and like the the message is like I mean the audio is doing one thing and the art is doing 19 other things and so like you can watch it a bunch of different times but I think talking about mindfulness and like you know spiritual things right now is pretty important so
0: I feel like don't take this the wrong way I I feel like that if you were to get a voiceover agent you could get a ton of (laughs) like animation reads
1: oh i would i i'm down just it, put it, this out here on your podcast it, sound,
0: you, it sounds like you could be a character in an animated cartoon
1: oh i please,
0: please don't take that the right, no right. i
1: love that i love cartoons i i know Same. i have a weird so voice um <laughs> yeah no i love it i i want that job i'll do it
0: right. uh shane wants to know what are no this is a fuck this is a hard question what are the three albums that you would need on a deserted
1: island? All right. There's this album by Sweet Spirit called Kokomo, which I think it's amazing to name your album Kokomo when the Beach Boys album Kokomo exists. Right. Um, but that's a perfect album. Okay. Um, and I think probably this year's model by Elvis Costello. Um,
0: I have been trying to get Elvis Costello on this podcast for like five years Wow! I, I know his booking agent the guy that does all his like you know shows and shit <laughs> and I'm always like fuck dude come on man you come know,
1: on. I'll
0: give him a good interview I'll make sure it's promoted a ton like
1: wow come
0: on he's like dude he doesn't do interviews man are you kidding me I,
1: yeah he's all so busy like he doesn't need to either no. you know what I mean it's like what press no need in, you know like no need yeah, he's no. he's he's out of the atmosphere. Um, I hope you get him though, just because like I—that's be right. a person who I, I think I own more albums by Elvis than anybody else. Um,
0: yeah, good call by the way on the Deserted Island album. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Yeah.
1: Um, I might choose True Stories by Talking Heads too. That might be my oh. other one. Um, and, and that's kind of a double whammy because there's a version of that that came from the movie, So it's like the, the soundtrack versions of those songs and like, they're equally cool and kind of more ambient. I don't know. So those are my picks.
0: Interesting. Uh, Troy wants to know what's your favorite superhero and your favorite superhero movie?
1: Um, well, I love wonder woman.
0: Yeah. It took some time for her to get a movie.
1: Yeah, I know. We saw that on tour too. It was, um, so I did love that one. I think that's probably my pick. The scene where they opened up on the island and all the women were, like, training, Um, I started crying. I didn't mean to. I just started crying. I was like, I've never seen this before. Like, you know what I mean? So many women and doing something powerful instead of, like, like anytime you see lots of women in a movie, they're just being hot. You know what I mean? And it's like, so look at yeah. all these women, you know? Yeah. But, um. So, yeah, that's probably my pick. But I'm not – I don't see a lot of movies. I'm kind of a wiener like that. I'm sorry. So, it's all right. If, well, if anybody has recommendations, I'm super into it.
0: Which superpower would you want to have?
1: Ooh, shit.
0: <laughs> right? Too many.
1: I don't know. It might be nice to, like, get somebody to calm down. You know what I mean? Like, get in there and be like – Let's think clearly. Maybe, you know, empathy. Really, That that might be like the power
0: of empathy or something. (laughs)
1: Right? Just give it to someone?
0: Totally. Like just chill. Have a Snickers, all right? And just chill out.
1: Yeah, have a Snickers. Snickers, chill. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, Dave wants to know, do you think that aliens have visited Earth?
1: Yeah. Why not? Why not? You know? (laughs) You don't?
0: No, absolutely. I, I, I think that people. I think that not only have they visited Earth, but I think that they live among us.
1: Yeah, I like that one. I don't think they live. I mean, I don't know. I I think they've been here. Um, I and that's just, you know, I'm sort of like a hopeful, like why not? Why couldn't that have happened? You know, kind of person, and also like just the size of the universe it would be silly if we were the only thing or if we thought we were the only thing happening. So yeah. Plus right. like runes, you know, fucking explain these runes to me. Totally. Right. <laughs> yeah, that okay. and the, the, the pyramids
0: and how all the things line up along the world on the same yeah. exact point And like, how the fuck did that happen?
1: How, how? did that happen? Tell me now. Yeah.
0: Okay. I want to, you know, respect your time. So oh. I'll, I'll ask you a couple more questions and I'll, and I'll let you go. Okay. So, this one's a little bit of an oddball. It's one I ask all of my guests. Okay. Have you ever had a near death experience? And, and not necessarily where you're floating over your body and you're walking to a light or whatever. More like holy crap, I could have died right there.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, some car stuff. I mean, nothing where like I just am amazed the way people drive crazy and don't pay attention. It just seems like they have forgotten that they can die and kill people in these machines. Um and there's a lot of I used to work down in Corona del Mar, which is like a very wealthy place, and I did notice that the more expensive someone's car was, the more they drove like they thought they were too rich to die. You know, which is like you are you can't buy your way out of that. You know, like you might buy your way out of killing someone with your car, but like you could die here too. Um, So uh, the first time I was going to band practice after we had not been meeting for months, um, I was like, I'm just going to run to the post office, do this thing. And like, um, I live.
0: Like this is recently?
1: This was like a couple weeks ago, you know? And like, so there's like, quiet, kind of suburban major intersections, and then there's, like, larger, like, five-lane roads, six-lane, seven. So I was, like, just on, like, the little two-lane guy, and there's lights, and I'm just, like, okay, I'm going to band practice, like, leaving the post office, and there's, like, a fully green light in front of me, and I'm driving, and there's, like, almost no one around, and, like, right as I'm, like, entering the intersection, this car is going, like, 80, just through the intersection, like, right in front of me, you know what I mean? So I, like, slam on my brakes, and I look in the room here, and there's, like, a guy, Hur! you know what I mean? Like, we're all over the road then, and, like, that guy's gone. I was just, like, hmm all right, you know, I mean, it was, it wasn't like, this is not unusual, but it definitely, I was like, you, you've been so afraid of this virus. You know what I mean? Like some asshole in a fucking SUV is going to take you out, totally. you know, going through a red light super fast in a neighborhood. Yep. Like, and
0: and weird how those situations like that, they slow right down. Hey. Eh?
1: Oh yeah. I was like, turned down the music and like drove to band practice. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah, Focus. Totally-
0: <laughs> All right, last uh last question, I think the toughest question. Can you nail it down to a career highlight? Just one career highlight.
1: Ooh. Um, we had a really wild summer a couple of years ago um where I was it was like every day was trying to outdo itself. It seemed like we played this festival on top of a mountain that was, like, man-made for, like, extreme sports called Extreme Fest in France.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, it was, like, really crazy to get in and out of there because we were on a tour, so, like, the the flights were a little gnarly. Anyway, we get there, and, like, it it was, like, so stressful getting in there that, like, you – you're just like oh it's rad when you get there like i forgot to like look forward to this you know what i mean so we there's like there's like a masseuse backstage and shit and like delicious french food in the catering like i was like this is it you know yeah, yeah. and then are we like headlined you know what i mean this show on top of a mountain with like thousands of people and like the sun is going down and there's like these big hilarious inflatable like dinosaurs in the crowd and I was just like I I just couldn't stop laughing. when We were playing. I was like, "Are you What the fuck am I doing here?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah. "Who are you people? <laughs> Why did you invite us?" You know.
0: Totally like if it could only just go that smoothly for the <laughs> rest was of your career.
1: Crazy. Just <laughs> wow. What the hell, you know? Yeah. So, awesome. yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I look forward to to the really, I've already heard it. Um, I think it's great record. Uh, I'm looking forward to the ride being available to the general public.
1: Ah, yes. uh,
0: Again on uh, June 19th. Yes. Uh, your guys's uh, Twitter and Instagram are different. It's uh, BCBC Music for your Twitter.
1: We don't oh. use the Twitter. So oh, you don't. Much. Okay. Uh, sorry, um, I'm sorry. I mostly use Instagram.
0: Okay, and your your Instagram is just straight up the band name
1: yeah we lucked out on that one
0: (laughs) i know like imagine having somebody take your fucking name i i tried to get todd hancock no dice damn it thankfully i didn't get it because i you know now it has to be the todd cast podcast but
1: it's better You um
0: (laughs) and what's what's your uh i think you're just straight up your
1: yeah i'm just my name yeah um which sometimes I like feel silly about that. It's like, did I miss that? Am I kind of a boomer? I put my real fucking name on here, but it's like, I'm, it's, I'm a business. You know what I mean? You should be able to find me and not remember some weird joke that only makes me happy. <laughs> right,
0: so, right. Yeah. Well, best of luck with uh, the release and uh, hopefully you come through Vancouver um, to support Oh, totally
1: will. We totally will, yeah. we totally will. Yeah, as yeah, soon look forward as we can.
0: If, you, uh, if and when you make it through, I'll come up and, uh, and say hi.
1: Yeah, please do, thank okay. you. Yeah. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast.